Yup, in my white tee and Nikes, you might see me slightly hyphy and mighty dry he's. Die we shall not need IVs beside me, Siamese. Rap Critic. Huh? You ain't making any sense. It doesn't matter, it's going on podcast with Rap Critic Amuse, never a dull second. Straight for the throat. <laughs> how, how are you doing, Rap, uh, Muse? You looking into a mirror? Uh, how you doing, Rap Critic? Yeah, fuck yous. It's the Rap Critic Hour. <laughs> you brought to my attention mm-hmm. a song by Karis, one from, oh my gosh. Like, how, when was that? Like, 89, 90? No way. It's like 90, 1992. Oh my gosh. I, I didn't even realize that Boogie Down Productions was still, like, a thing well, in the early 90s. I thought they were it, done by then. It's weird because Scott LaRock who literally mm. is the person that made Boogie Down Productions, Boogie Down Productions, because, you know, like, by yourself, he's KRS-One. But with Scott LaRock, they became Boogie Down Productions. And so, like, they did, like, the first album or so, and then Scott LaRock died. But it was like, why are you calling yourself Boogie Down Productions? It would be like if a uh, fucking Boys to Men broke up, and it was just, like, the one guy singing, and it was like, no, I'm still Boys to Men. I, I, I guess it's I guess it's kind of like how Panic at the Disco is just the one dude at this point, but it's like, <laughs> well, it's brand recognition. Yeah, I, I get the feeling it was something like that that was going on. They were like, well, they might not like me as Karis One, so I gotta keep the name, you know, just in case. Yeah. Just to make people remember, hey, remember it's still him. Someone brought to my attention, I was watching this video about uh, Africa Bombada and the whole, like, the guy coming forward about, uh, uh, like, Africa Bombada, like, molesting him. Uh, we gotta say allegedly, but, you know. Right. I didn't hear about, like, Karis One was, like, well, you know, in, in the interview, we kind of, like, sidestepped defending Africa Bombada. He's like, right. well, I mean, you know, like, guys go through shit, and, you know, I'm from hip-hop, like, you know, uh, I just deal with you in hip-hop, man. I don't know what you're going through personally. You know, let whoever has to deal with that deal with that. I'm just dealing with you as as hip-hop, you know, because, like, back in the shelter, man, guys used to have problems all the time. Like, people had priors, people had mm. crimes or whatever they were going through, you know, and I wasn't living with that, you know what I mean? Like, I was just dealing with them on the rap perspective. I don't know. I, I think it, it's particularly egregious when you're talking about, like, young people, when, it's, when it specifically involves children, mm. you know what I mean? Like... Oh, man, that guy killed kids. But I don't want to think about that. Eh, let's not talk about that. Like, no, that feels specifically like you at least need to say something. You at least need to be like, yo, I didn't hear about that shit happening. But if it did happen, I wouldn't have fucking condoned it. If You know what I mean? Like, at least be like, I didn't know about it. But just so I could say that as someone who is like a speaker for hip hop, I want to officially say I don't endorse that. Yeah, you can't put on the same level of someone allegedly molesting somebody on the same level as like someone with a gambling problem. Or or someone who was like a stick-up kid or something like that. Because it's like, all right, I need to, like a stick-up kid's like, all right, I need to rob you because I'm poor and I don't have any money. This is what I'm doing to survive. You don't need to survive by molesting fucking kids. Right, yeah. (laughs) That goes beyond going through some shit, you know? Especially when, when there's people who are severely affected by it. Like, if you're saying, man, I knew people who were alcoholics, they, they, they fucking went through some shit. Yeah, okay. That's quite different than what yeah. Africa Bambata is being uh, is being accused of doing. Yeah, th- this news came out about about a year ago, a- a- around this time uh, last year, and we didn't really talk about it because it was kind of a dark thing. And for one, 
it didn't really go anywhere. Like, yeah, yeah, there was no like evidence or a trial. I don't. Think. I don't think so. the The accusations came out, and the only thing I had heard really was Karis One's comments, which are questionable, and we'll get to in a second, and uh, somebody calling him out on it. But then after that, I didn't hear it go anywhere else. Like, I didn't hear a response from Karis One. People just kind of dropped it. The organization is like officially putting out an apology. Well, okay, that's good. Yeah, that's something. I mean, like, you know, I, I guess, like, what can you do? You know what I yeah. mean? Like, especially if it's, like, decades later. Right. Like, I mean, personally, I would be like, and this sounds kind of like, oh, you're you're just inspiring people to be, like, money hogs or whatever. But I would be like, nah, you need to pony up some dough. Like, because, cause, and, and, you know, that's, that always sounds like, oh, you're, um... You're just trying to extort people for money, but the thing is, is like, what else can you do to make up for emotional damages caused? Invent a time machine and take them back in the past where that didn't happen? The Zulu Nation in 2016, you know, you have some molestation accusations going on. You know, it's not really going to hurt the brand because there really isn't much of a brand at that point. The Universal Zulu Nation, their whole idea is like hip-hop awareness, peace, love, and unity, and promoting, like, togetherness. But if something bad happens with one of our members, they receive no, like, you know what yeah. I mean? There's nothing they have to do for it. That rubs me the wrong way because now I'm thinking like, oh, I thought this is an organization that was like, yo, we handle stuff and when things go wrong, like, we kn- we take care of our own. You know mm. what I mean? But then, oh, if something bad happens, oh, well, you know, I mean, you know, it's hip-hop, so it is. Mm. It's like, no, nah, that doesn't live up to this idealized, you know, idea that you had. Yeah. You know what I mean? The comment that I heard from Karis, one that rubbed me the wrong way, was he said something to the effect of, like, I don't give a fuck what he did. Yeah, that, that seems wrong, because, like, because, like, if that had been your kid, I bet you you would have given a fuck then. You know, I gotta say, for as much of as much as I respect Karis One as a musician, as a legend in the hip hop genre, what he's done for music as a whole, I think I've disagreed with just about everything I've heard him say in interview. <laughs> just don't listen to him in interviews, dude. It it ruins it. Like I remember no. There was a one time where he was like, we cheered when 9-11 happened. And he was like, no, 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 you took it out of context because that's the capitalist system <sighs> being taken. I was like, it's people dying, you piece of shit. Like, there's that and there's less serious ones that were just kind of like made me think second of them. Like when he said, uh, like, Lil Wayne is the greatest MC. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, just to shit with his beefs. Where, like, he fucking tried to take on Nelly for the I am number one shit. It's like, sit the fuck down. <laughs> what? You use the the number one? I'm the only person who can do that from this song from 20 years ago that no one is going to remember. Especially not Nelly's audience. Oh yeah, seriously. Like, I'll completely admit, Nelly can't fucking lace... KRS-One's shoes, but that's irrelevant. Nelly's what's popping right now. If he has a single that says, I am number one, he's not challenging someone that isn't on the fucking charts. He's not even thinking about your ass. But fucking KRS-One always seems to be like, I need to fucking, you know, get my shit in there. I gotta get my name in there. Where it's whole like, I don't know if he does this shit anymore, but I remember him saying like, every year, I write a song that disses all the rappers. Oh, yeah. and like, why? 
Like, for what reason? <laughs> Just in case someone decides to diss you? Like, what? Do you record it? Do you release it? No? Then who cares? I mean, I'm not gonna lie. As a hip-hop head, I would kind of like to hear, like, like if he died and then, like, they released this catalog of all oh. these disses that he did to people. <laughs> I'd love to hear that. I, I really want to hear uh, Karis One's verse on Lil Uzi Vert, if there is one. <laughs> but I'm just thinking, but I'm just thinking, like, it, why are you putting the time in to do that? Like, <laughs> And there was that story you told of where, like, he got that group of, like, young and up-and-coming rappers, like, thrown off stage. Oh, PM Don! Karis One seems like a piece of shit. I'm just gonna say that. <laughs> Personally, he seems like an asshole. And it's so weird, because the music doesn't seem to fit that, you it know? doesn't reflect that, no. Not at all. At least the uh, earlier stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it feels like it kind of started getting exposed later. But uh, I feel like we got a, a little bit of a hint of it in this song. 13 and good. First of all, this... I gotta just say, the album cover for Sex and Violence is probably one of the worst album covers I've ever seen in my entire life. It is really bad, yeah. Like, what the... Like, none of the other uh, Boogie Down production album covers look like this. It's like a weird... Like a mural, almost. I was going to say, like, comic book art, but it's more exaggerated than, than that. Yeah, it's like heavy metal. Uh, You, you know the, the comic book, yeah, the heavy metal yeah. shit? Yeah, there's, like, wedges of cheese on the ground. Like, what the fuck is going on? The album track Say Gal was written about the rape trial of professional boxer Mike Tyson. Okay, now I've got to hear this. Oh, no. Because... <laughs> If the, if what we're about to talk about is bad, I want to know where the fuck this goes. Offgoers, if you want a special album review of Sex and Violence by Boogie Down Productions, <laughs> it is a one-time $40 pledge to either patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. Little cheap plug, but this album seems like it's chuck full of gold that we've just been sitting on this whole time. Oh, no. This is really bad. Oh no! This is really bad. <sighs> okay, so for folks who've never heard this before, I'm just gonna read you a little bit of these lyrics. Sit down and listen to what the teacher, the professor, has to say. <sighs> All you see in the newspapers nowadays is enough girls saying about them been raped and them been molested and them been beat up. The, uh, and then been all sexed up. Scene? Ha 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 ha. I mean, any oh. song about women being raped really isn't the place for a ha 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 ha. I'm just gonna <laughs> say that. Um, but now KRS-One comes to give you this. Come down, come down, come down. Oh, well, God. now you're sleeping, and now you're creeping with the stardom. First you do the nasty, then he raped me. You're creeping- As in, like, like in the quotes, like, oh, then what you said was, he raped me. Say, gal, why you coming to the hotel? Say, gal, you want good sex? We can tell. Say, gal, you're, sh you know, it's it's a uh, fucking, you're asking God. for it. Thing. Oh, no, no. And then he says the, uh, a woman must respect herself, so leave the see-through dress upon the shelf. Karis one. I'm sure he probably wouldn't agree with this now. At least I hope he wouldn't. I fucking hope not. It's It's what makes it so weird how, just under the same name of Boogie Down Productions, we got... Songs like this, songs like 13 and Young, which we haven't even got to yet, and there's a lot to say about that. <laughs> Dude, I... <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. The 13 and Good, so it starts off like, um... 
You know, I I walked into this place. I'm feeling the bass and having a good time. He's like, all right, it sounds cool. Like typical, cool. like he's making a party joint. She looks to be 26 and I ain't dizzy. It's time to get busy. Mm. Welcome females into my arms. Overwhelmed by my Playboy charms. I, first of all, just Karis one talking about being a fucking player is kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I ain't got to explain what we did. Uh, built to last. I simply waxed that. Oh, Ask the question. No need for guessing. Hey, baby, how old are you? 21, 24, maybe 22? And she said, hee hee, I'm only 13. As the song goes on, I keep thinking, like, maybe he's saying, like, he found this out before he had sex with her and is going like, whoa, this is crazy. You know what I mean? And maybe like, oh, it's a misunderstanding. But the chorus goes on to say, uh... I need a quick escape. That's statutory rape. But she was... And, you know, like, they have the little, like, playing sampled in yeah, the background. He's like, you should have been there. She was... Man, that jail term won't be... But she looks so... And it's like, even if I get beat down, it still was... And I'm thinking, like, okay. Like, my mind keeps going... Like, trying to rationalize why he's doing this. Like... Because he literally just confessed in a song to having sex with a 13-year-old. And not really feeling bad about it. Yeah, exactly! The only part that's bad about it is, it's statutory rape, I might be facing jail time. There's no regret for having done it, it's just what the consequences might be. And I just want to say, I just want to call bullshit on him going like, Oh, I assumed she was 26 and then later on I was like, wait, how old are you again? Bullshit! If you meet a girl and, she, it, it, hey, let's say you're at a club, mm. you know what I mean? So you're assuming everyone's over the age, but if this girl is kind of young, you're still going to ask sometime in the fucking conversation. You're going to be like, all right, how old are you for real? Come on, let me know. You know, especially if she's goddamn 13. There's no way a 13-year-old looks 26. That's just not possible. And how did she get in the club? Yeah. What is she doing there in the first place? That's bullshit. So the club didn't even card. This... This fi- this fictitious club, let's hope that this song wasn't based on true events. Let's just hope that this is all just for the sake of the album. <laughs> I think we just need to have a series where we just, like, tackle the worst of, like, old-school hip-hop. Because apparently, it was a fucking treasure trove that's Dude, just been sort of swept under the fucking rug. We were just listening to an interview with ICP where they mentioned that there's a song where the Ghetto Boys or, like, Bushwick Bill just, like, straight up talks about raping a woman. And they just like they just talk about like yeah you know he had a song where he like raped a chick like that's crazy like uh. it's like okay this difference between having a song about devil worship and a song about raping someone I think it's just, it's a little fucking different bro so in the video you got KRS One and he walks up to the stoop and there's two dudes that he's talking to yeah <laughs> he just decides to talk to them he yeah he decides to tell them this exact story. <laughs> They did unprovoked. <laughs> and he's bragging. <laughs> I don't need to tell you what happened. I waxed that ass. And they're like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you be like, oh my god, dude, I um, I need your advice. I don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm so scared. This like, is the yeah. worst night of my life. Nah, it's like, I went to the club and she was charmed by my play. Like, what? <laughs> like, Why yeah. Why are you so happy about this? Yeah, like, he, at this point, in him telling the story, he knew that the girl was fucking 13. So, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. 
why is he approaching this like, oh man, let me tell you how much of a playboy I am. I happen to get this 13-year-old, whoa. Like, he's not treating this with the gravitas that something like this would probably deserve. The chorus is all about how, oh man, it was... I hate that sample, by the way. I, it's so bad. It, this song, it, and here's, here's the weird thing. This song wants to be Love's Gonna Get You. Oh, yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? With the sort of, like, the, 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 the gospel sample in the background. Yeah, the understated drums. But that song, like, and, and so, like, because it's similar, you're thinking, oh, there's got to be a message to this. Because remember with the other one, he talks about how you, lo- you talk about you loving your car. And yeah. It's like about like how like love of material possessions or whatever is gonna like be your downfall. Yeah, exactly. And how like sure you're 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 hustling and you're doing all this stuff, but it yeah. can screw you over. Mm-hmm. I, it, so I'm listening to this song, thinking there's got to be a point where like the turn happens. We get a turn. Okay. All right. Oh god. So so wait. I just gotta. <laughs> I just gotta talk about the way his friends respond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like. It's like, but it was good, and the one guy just like leans in a little bit, and he's just like, "Come on now!" Like it, like basically wags his finger at him. That jail time won't be. And he's like, <laughs> "But come on, man!" And the way fucking KRS One breaks the fourth wall in this situation where he looks at oh the my camera God. as if the audience is gonna be on his side <laughs> about this. Like, can you believe this shit? Can you believe the the trouble that they're giving me right now? The fucking pushback. I'm experiencing right now with these two dudes. If they were in my shoes, they'd totally understand the situation. They wouldn't be judging me at all. And it's like, he's telling the story at, like, this desk with a fan in front of him. He's all (laughs) smiles. Dude. The whole time. You know, now that I think about it, like, hip-hop deserves controversy, right? Mm. But these motherfuckers who were, like, protesting back in the day, they were protesting for all the wrong fucking reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ. Like, oh, no, that rapper said gun. Uh, let's <sighs> protest him. Uh, Boogie Down Production makes a song about statutory rape. <sighs> well, you know. <laughs> like, like, Jesus Christ, were you people fucking listening? Did this album fly under the radar so bad? <laughs> Apparently. This album must have really fucking tanked hard for no one to know that because it's not like oh this is a deep album cut that everyone no they filmed a music video for this shit yeah he's got a fucking produced music video the video looks um he's talking to his friends he's saying all this shit happened and they're like man like there's no serious judgment none of them are like getting up and leaving (laughs) yeah there's not like dude what the fuck we've got to call the police Nah, they're just so interested to hear the rest of the story, and it gets it's, it, it gets crazier because now he's on the bed. She starts she starts crying because he's like, Nah, I can't be I can't be with this, you know, I can't hang around. And she fucking calls her dad, and says like, Um, oh, uh, my dad's got a gun, and he's gonna be on his way. And by the time she hangs up, he's already at the door. Somehow he knows where the fucking house is, which is fucking <laughs> wild. <laughs> That, that great hip-hop storytelling. Uh, Slick Rick over here. He opens the door. Dude's uh, already got his gun, like, cocked at him. He's like, oh, shit, okay. So, girl leaves, and this is when the, the dad tells him, basically, that he wants to fuck him, too. Yeah. And that, hey, <laughs> b- back at our flat, it's just me and my daughter, and I've been looking for someone like you. And this... Is when KRS-One decides to punch him in the face and run. Well, see, it's not... Not when he thought his life was on the line 
only when he made sexual advances did he decide, okay, well now, now I'm, this has just gone too far. <laughs> like, I'm they're, they're treating it, he's treating it like Tales from the Dane side. You know, it's like, what? I rap battled against the devil. Oh, how ridiculous. This is insanity. Oh, this woman tried, this guy tried to rob me, and it turned out it was a cute chick who was a fan of mine. Wow, that's ridiculous. Like, what? I had sex with a 13-year-old girl, then her dad came in and tried to rape me. Whoa, how crazy, am I right? Like, what? No, this, huh? But the funny thing is, like, the switch-up happens. Like, because, you know, you're thinking it's going to be about, like, oh, maybe this song's going to be about how, like, you know, I don't know, we sexualize young girls too much. Maybe it's going to be something like that. You know, maybe. I kept holding out hope that sometime he was going to tell what the story is. But the fact that that twist happens is just kind of like, wait, this story isn't going where I thought it was. And it just ends up being about, like, yeah, like you said... This guy is uh, making me a proposition. And like, oh, you can have my daughter anytime you want. Just let me have sex with you, too. And, like, at this point, it's just like, where the fuck is this story going? And, but now, now, in the video, he punches him. But in the song, he doesn't. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't, even, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah, there's no resolution as far as the song is concerned. We have no idea what his decision was. <laughs> As far as far as we know, the moral of the story is Karis one statutory uh, had sex with a thirteen year old and got away with it. The end. Yeah, it, because the guy was a police chief. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that that little detail. Remember at the end of Love's Gonna Get You, he kind of he kind of spells out what the story is, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you do this, you do this. So like, I'm holding out hope till the end of the in, very end of the song. I'm thinking like, what's he gonna say? Is he gonna be like, you know? Oh man, we're living in these days where like, you know, sexuality's crazy or or something. Just fucking something. He says, The moral of this story? There is no moral. You finished the story for me. When you're living your life every day in the hood, waking up in the morning should feel That's a cop out. Yeah, like <laughs> like what the fuck are you talking about? What huh? He ended it like fucking do the right thing. He gave you the fucking Malcolm X quote. He gave you the Martin Luther King quote. Now nah, you figure it out. He gave you the rape story. He gave you the he was about to get raped story. I mean, you know, it's really sort of a circle of life thing when you really think about it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, Karis One? But Do then... you really think there's going to be an argument between people about whether or not you having sex with a 13-year-old was okay? We can all agree that it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. We're not all as accepting as your two friends on the stoop. <laughs> Like, this sounds like it's going to be a bigger fucking deal. Like, hey, maybe it's a story about how uh, uh, um, uh, uh, cops uh, do do illegal shit and how, like, you know, there's sort of like an underbelly. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it could be a tale of in- intersectionality between sort of like the sexualization of young girls and, and corruption on the police. But he never really brings that brings it to that point, you know? Why did he have to be the star of the song. Why couldn't it have just been about somebody else going through something? Yeah, that's but the a good fact point. that it's him makes him the hero that we're supposed to root for. And we can't. And there's more album to listen to. So we're this is the guy we're listening to now for the rest of the album. Like, what? We're supposed to root for this guy? Why? He fucking He's telling us in hindsight about about statutory rape and still saying, but it was... Yeah, that just makes it completely inexcusable. 
being yeah. like, hey, but come on. Like, fucking fuck you, come on. What are you fucking nuts? And uh, just, just one more thing about this video, going back to it. I It's unnerving that at the end of it, it looks like he's walking towards a school. <laughs> I don't like that. Oh, oh, God, that's horrible. He just high fives his friends, walks away, and then for some reason, he walks towards the school and, like, fades out of the picture. <laughs> oh, God, no! Someone stop him! This week on the Going Off Podcast, we are looking at Dominion, a collaboration, compilation thing featuring uh, Tech 9 and the Strange Music um, alum. Came out earlier this year. It's a little over an hour, and I really didn't care for it. <laughs> you didn't like it at all? Uh, I, liked, I liked it some, mm. but I took notes. My, my problem with the Tech 9 collab albums is that, like, you have to approach it differently than a Tech 9, than, you know, like an artist's actual album. Because this, yeah. this album is more like, hey, uh, here are my friends. And we're not even, like, really a group. It's just sort of like, here are the guys that I signed. I want to show them to you. And, you know, if you're interested, check out their stuff. That's really what this album is, right? And uh, see, what, but when I heard Tech 9 came out with an album, I was thinking like, oh, awesome. I want to listen to Tech 9 music. But that's not really what we get. We get Tech Nine presents his friends, and that's what kind of threw me off because I was like, "Oh man, you know." And of course, we get a couple of you know straight Tech Nine songs. And this actually, I kind of like the skits. Uh, like as a fan, I enjoyed them because it's like, "Wow, man, that's how far Tech Nine goes back." Like 1988, like Jesus, like talking about touring with EPMD, like just like considering that, like, wow, like. This is the guy who was trying to get his start back then. Like, probably never thought he would get as far as he can. Now he owns his own shit. And, like, you know, like, I would never even think of EPMD and Tech 9 as existing at the same time. Right, yeah. But, like, you know, like, that's how it was. It's sort of, like, imp- cool just listening to that, you know, hearing that. Hearing how, you know, he got, uh, you know, the Insane Clown Posse fans to listen to him. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, performing like that. And then, um... You know, of course, like, I, I always love Tech 9 I love his flow, and I love everything like that, but, you know, then you get to the actual artist, and it, it just becomes sort of a grab bag, and the problem with that is that when you want to do a sample of, you know, your artist, you don't need to have so many songs, man. I mean, I mean of course, if you break it down, there's really only, like, 15 <laughs> Yeah, especially if, you, if you're looking at the standard issue. We did not yeah. cover... The deluxe edition. We just looked at the straight up. Um, yeah, well, because that's the one that most people are going to hear, most likely. Right. Yeah. And I did make the mistake of listening to one song that was from the deluxe edition and actually liked it a lot. So that's unfortunate. Yeah, you'd be like, oh my god, why, why was this an optional song and fucking Reloaded wasn't? Um, I did not care for the skits. Um, I, I could have done without the skits, especially since all they were were basically interview snippets and on an album where it's hey here's all my friends i'm putting on my friends check them out i i don't care about this i will actually say this uh to your point it would have been better if it w- if the skits were like interacting with the actual people that were going to be on the songs coming next 
Yeah, that that would make more sense. But even then, still, I really wouldn't care. Like interview interview clips on a fucking album, I could do without that. No, but the Devil Cookies kind of did that. It was like, That's hey, it. we're introducing you to what the next song is. Here's the guy talking about like, oh shit, we're gonna smoke this, you know? Right. Yeah, that made sense. The interview ones uh, didn't so much. If you just put those all together and had them as like the last track or something, I'd be fine with that. But I, I'll be honest, I listened to maybe the first interview one, and I just skipped the other ones. I couldn't be bothered, especially when I saw that one of them was over a minute. I was like, fuck me. I'm listening to this for music. I, I Like, Te- Tech 9 story is great and impressive. This just isn't the place for it. If I wanted to hear a Tech 9 interview, I would listen to it on my own time. And I hated that it opened the album. That made no sense to me. Yeah. Oh, and also, the, the last track was just like, oh, here's a, a teaser. This is like... It's not, like, 2001. Like, if we want to hear your song, we could just go listen to it. Like, why are you doing teasers for songs? That, that was really lame, especially to, well, we'll get there, but I thought that was a really lame way to, to end the album. The only person I knew about who did that recently was uh, Rihanna. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was because they were lazy as shit. Yeah. So, so there's not really a good precedent for giving us half of a song. It was 30 seconds. And it's not even, like, that impressive, like, oh, my God, where is he going with this? It was more like, huh, what, oh. So the way the album uh, opens is clip of an interview, and a guy asks, which really, it made me laugh, where he was like, oh, you've had, you've had such success, and how's much of more success you'll have in the coming year? Like, bullshit, how the <laughs> fuck do you know? Shut up. But he asks, basically, how would you sum up? Like your 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 journey here, or like your experience, and Technai just goes. No, no. The question was like, what do you think is in your future? What do you think is in your future? Okay, yeah. No, it's... which is even more confusing. It's like, what? Why? Why would he answer this way? And and he doesn't. He the interview clip cuts off without Tech answering because then it just it's it's not from that interview. It's just him afterwards recording. One word, drama, as an intro for the next track. That wasn't his answer in the interview. He he recorded that <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> like, why even present a question that you're not answering directly to open the album? I don't understand yeah. why it didn't just start with drama. There was no reason for that fucking uh, lead-in. Well, you know, like, Tech 9 can be, like, theatrical, right? So maybe he was like, he had the song Drama, and he was like, uh, I don't want to just start with the album with just saying Drama. I want it to be, like, a build-up to it. I thought it was a weak way to open the album, seeing as how Drama wasn't even that great of a song anyway. Yeah, Casket Music was a lot better. Like I said, um, this album isn't really a Tech 9 album, which kind of let me down a little bit. It's more of a... Have you met says crew? You know what I mean? It's like, have you met recognize? (laughs) You know, so it's sort of just sort of like the showcasing of these other guys, which is kind of let down because that's not really like going to give you a solid album. It's just going to give you the snippets of these people. And if you like them, you can go check them out. But and the problem is, it's really dependent on liking everyone. And needless to say, I didn't like everyone. See, here's the thing. I thought Tech was the weakest guy in the album. No, not at all. Tech was the person I felt that actually kept shit together. I have a few lines 
highlighted that I thought were really bad that I wanted to bring to the table. In Wheels Like Hill, with by, which, by the way, is a pretty weak analogy that you can't base the entire <laughs> song around. Um, it's all about how he's going to run away from people who want to rip him off, but, like, cartoonishly. Yeah. Like, he's literally going to have the fucking Scooby-Doo little fucking bongo drums going as he's, like, the little circle running wheel. I rock with too few. I blocks a new boo. Especially if she's running with a prostitute crew. Gots to lose you, cause that's a- cause thought's a boo-boo. Poo-poo head, she's a poo-poo face, a cock-a-poo-poo. Shut the fuck up! That is garbage! <laughs> oh, now, now, you can't deny the fucking- the, the rhyme scheme is bonkers, though. <laughs> See, that's what he's about. Now, the problem- the problem with Tech 9 and- I, I've noticed that it's, it's like, if you want to hear what he's saying, it's really cool just to, just hearing someone talk like that. Because the way he talks isn't normal. But the way he talks is, he's sacrificing normal speech in service of the rhyme, mm. right? And that's interesting if you like that. But if if you don't like that, like, that's all he really has to give you. Like, it, it, you know what I mean? Like, in fact, it's it's actually very different when you hear when he's just, when he, like, on songs like, um, what's the, um, Angels in the Playground, where he kind of drops the multisyllabic rhyme scheme. Yeah. And it's just like, I feel like I'm actually talking to Tech 9 right now. I feel like mm-hmm. Tech Nine's actually talking to me. And there's other times where it feels like the verbosity is just over, it's just overblown. And I think that's what turns off a lot of people. And now I personally enjoy it, but I think it's like if that thing, if that sort of speaking on this level of being like you have to be paying attention to really hear it, it's gonna turn you off immediately. And so I think like that's the big divide for people. And what I hate about that, because it's like, you know, Eminem uses, you know, syllabic sort of flow too, but he still talks like a person does you know what i mean yeah tech nine talks like it tech nine raps like a robot who's trying to figure out how to make all the words <laughs> rhyme in the right way and if that means that i gotta use these words backwards i'm just gonna do that because you kind of get it anyway right so i need to do this in order to make this flow and whereas i can enjoy that like if you're trying to be like dude will you just fucking talk to me like i could see people getting annoyed with that I actually, uh, Recognize was pretty dope on the casket music. There was this one weird lyric by the state crew. He was like, uh, I'm on a high, might be flyer than Chris Breeze, which is weird because it's like, does he, does he have a song where he says I'm fly? Like what? I I don't know what that means. I guess like you're flying on a breeze, like you caught a breeze. But then he says, I'm on a high, I might be flyer than Chris Breeze. And I would never strike. And I would never try to strike a chick with my fist. Jeez, I'm wise enough to know. Just let the chick leave and use the time to find and grind the methods of getting cheese. It's like, why would you even say that? Because <laughs> like, man, he's still hung up on the Chris Breezy Rihanna thing, and he wants you to know. But uh, no, it's like uh, it's just awkward. Like. Uh, I'm higher than Chris Brown, but I mean, you know, I I wouldn't hit a chick like that. You know, that's weird. Yeah, it just like, felt like he thought the line referencing Chris Bre- uh, Chris Breezy was clever, and he wanted to put it in there, but he knew that there would be some some fucking uh, pushback. 
So he wanted to make it clear that he didn't condone the actions. Yeah, it was just odd to put that in there. Yeah, it was just like, and it just like the three extra lines that he decided to use to explain it just kind of felt like, dude, if you need to do this, just erase it and start over. Like, and even even just going like, I'm wise enough to just let her leave. I mean, am I right? Like, don't put the fucking impetus on her. Like, you know, <laughs> that's true. Uh, yeah, like, you know, I would have been smart enough to let her leave instead of beating the shit out of her. Like, this just, it just felt weird for him to fucking say. Like, it, it reminds me, I saw someone had two flags flying on the sides of his, uh, his pickup truck bed. One was the black and white American flag, but the middle stripe is half blue, half red for uh, police and firefighters. And the other one was a giant Confederate flag, but mm. in giant letters said heritage, not hate, which it's like <laughs> I if it's like he wanted to fly the flag, but he knew enough to get the one that kind of <laughs> explained after itself. Yeah, but if you it, have to apologize yeah, <laughs> on at that the point, flag. When you're flying a flag with a built in apology, just fly a different flag, dude. Maybe that's not the right one. That guy recognized that it was going to turn heads and that it has a negative connotation, but he wanted to fly it anyway. So he made sure to get the one that kind of says, I know, guys, but, like, I'm not like that. It's like, well, then don't fucking fly it. (laughs) No, but I Uh, I like casket music. I thought that was a good one. Yeah, uh, especially the chorus was really, like, that chorus was really dope. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's what I meant to say earlier. There was a line in that Um, song, though, I thought was funny. He goes, uh, this isn't for the radio. The single won't be popping. When's the last time Tech recorded a song (laughs) that was, like, intended for radio play? Like, of course it's not for the radio. Well, here's the thing. Like, I think Tech 9 tries to get the radio hits, but it just never happens Mm. because fucking... Someone fucking has it out for him because it it just it really doesn't make sense. Like Caribou, like as many people have I remember playing that at like parties and shit. Like it's like why was this never a hit? Like you know what I mean? Like people knew about it, you know. But then we get a uh, uh, put him on and we get like Stevie Stone. Now I partially enjoy Stevie Stone at points. I I like his voice. I like mm. his flow. It's pretty cool. Um, I might be willing to check out like a project or two of him. The singers, though, they are very unprovoking. Like you the, mean the fucking strange music excuse for Chris Brown? Uh, yeah, it's like the daring saffron, and especially Mackenzie Nicole. She's fucking weak sauce. All again. oh my god! When I heard her, I actually heard it like you know looking on Strange Music's channel because I was like, oh, I want to. Check out if there's other cats I should check out. You know, because I like... You know, when you like someone, it, it's just going to happen. You want to check out who who else they have on the roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I was like, Mackenzie Nicole, that's weird. All right, I'll check her out. And I'm listening to her, and I was like... Literally, the vibes in my brain were, like, telling me... Like, like the vibe I was getting in my brain was like... Is this chick, like, someone's daughter at the record label? Oh, yeah. Fucking sure enough. Oh, no. <laughs> she is actually, like, um... Wait, let me, let me find it specifically. Oh. Uh, she is, like, someone's... Not not Tech Nine's daughter, but, like... I uh, wish it was Tech Nine's daughter. Remember, remember, remember oh, when yeah. the fucking rain? Dude, that chick had flow. 
Yeah, man. Whatever happened to her? Why is she on this? What the hell, guys? Oh, yeah. the ball on that one. The daughter of CEO Travis Oguin or whatever signed the label. Oh, my God. I'm like, yeah, I fucking knew it. (laughs) Earlier, when I said that Tech 9 was was the weakest on the album, I'm going to clarify that. So, yeah, Mackenzie and... Uh, whatever his name. Darien Saffron. Yeah, Saffron. Um, they were the, like, they added the least. I, I, I didn't think they needed to be there. They are, they are the definition of the weakest on the album. But when it comes to offensively bad lines, I thought the Tech oh, delivered yeah. the most of those. No, 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 I no. I got the most cringe from Tech. Mm-mm. You know what gave me the most goddamn cringe? Which one? Fucking, now, I'm a Tech 9 fan, mm. so I know what the music is supposed to sound like. And just to hear him, them flip Einstein from the, the fucking, the album that got me into Tech 9, and to hear McKenzie Nicole, PG McKenzie Nicole singing, Party like it's night and day, living crazy is the only way, get it where, where I got it. Get it? I get you where I got you when I'm on it. Bop it, lock it, like you really want it. Oh, hey! Like, shut the. What the fuck was that? Okay, see, I didn't get the context with that one. No, because the original one is like, uh, uh, you know, get you where I got you when I'm on it. Uh, you know, hit it like you motherfuckers want it. Like oh. that. That got you fucking hot, hyped. You know what I mean? But bop it, lock it, like you really want. It. Like. Get- Get that out of my face! Okay, so yeah, that is bad. Now that I know the backstory, and then and then and then, but it's like it's not like it ends there. And then we get to the verses. No, we have to hear more of Mackenzie Nicole going. I don't want to ever have to pay guilt bills again. You're 15. Your dad's paying for everything. He's oh. a fucking CEO. You don't have to pay fucking bills. And then oh, oh, time for work. Think I'll call in. Get out of my face! <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a weekend, so let's go. How is it a weekend if you if you have a job and you're working? How is every day a weekend? And yeah. uh, don't don't know what I'm thinking of. I'm lit. I'm just lit. Never mind me. Like, oh, I want to never mind you so fucking badly right now. Like, just a few more examples of of the lines that I I took issue with. Now now see, hold on. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna call you on this one right now. Okay. You're quoting all the bad ones, but there are a lot of good ones. All right. There are a lot of good lyrics in this album. And I, I feel like you are disrespecting the man by taking the worst of and acting like that's all he did. You it's know what easy. I mean? I'm, I'm just going to say that right now. The, the, the worst ones stuck out in my memory more is all I'm saying. I'm not saying there weren't good ones. Mm. I just don't remember mm. them. There's also a confusing one on the answer where he goes, uh, he has a really dope, like, just sound in his voice on the answer. Mm. But he goes like, I rap till my tongue's tired. I spit it like it's gunfire. Anybody telling me I'm not the best, it gotta be I wear a mask like an umpire. That's one I actually have written down, because I hate that he rhymes umpire with plum liar. I thought that was clever. Say I should hang it up in music, you're a plum liar. Like, who says that? And then he says, a dumb guy, or you're a bum sire. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Bum sire, like... No one says that. He just said. <laughs> like, he's been... you literally had to look up, like, archaic words just to find, you, fucking... you know, like, what what rhymes with this? Like, oh, he went to the rhyming dictionary. Yeah. Oh, sire. Oh, how can I use that? I need two-syllable, like, rhymes for this. He, these are absolutely rhyming dictionary rhymes because... 
for, like, this is why I say that he upset me the most. He just said he's been at this shit since the days of fucking EPMD. And this is the best. This is what I'm getting on here? Umpire, plum liar, bum sire? But, but no, no, okay, it... no, you're either a dumb guy or, you know, that rhyme, that rhyme was cool. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's where it gets to that, the, the, the dumb sire. Like, <laughs> what? Like a dumb squire, like. <laughs> the other one from the answer that got me is, uh, Tekken 9 has spit it so clear like, oh, sheer. When I go ripping this flow here, all the women go to grabbing their crotch. They they screaming, oh dear. <laughs> fucking weak. Oh dear. Like, again, these aren't the fucking lines of an accomplished, seasoned rapper who's been around for decades. But see, tech, tech's having fun, man. Okay. How are you going to hate on a man having fun? There is no doubt he's having fun. And the the only the only other uh, weak line I had written down was the uh, Kevin Cohen had me blown everyday bombastic Shaggy song. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> everyday That's bombastic clever. Come on. Shaggy song. Come on. No. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fucking. I'm not signing off on that one. You're not. You're not going for it. <laughs> I'm not. I don't buy it. Everyday bombastic Shaggy song. Now, fucking Reloaded was the absolute worst. That literally just sounded like he was trying to make a future song. With the Daring Saffron, and them doing the uh, the auto-tune and all that stuff. It was oh, just like... Yeah, uh, yeah. That was the... I think that honestly might have been the first time I really felt... Well, maybe other than Hood Go Crazy. Like, mm. Tech 9 was really trying to get, like, that mainstream sound. Like that, come say it to my face, come say it to my face, skirt, I'm from the city of the greats. I was like, what? What is this? They really just, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let me see. But see, I even got to say, like, I felt like, uh, like wheels like hill, it was silly. And it's a sort of like, it's like the Looney Tunes of rap sort of in a way. Because it's like, the way he describes things is, is so cartoonishly silly that I kind of enjoy it in a way. Mm. So, like, a lot of these moments that you that maybe you didn't like, like, I kind of like. Like, I like casting it music. Like Will's Like Hill. Uh, if you could take off the chorus from Nevermind Me, I could have enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. S- Some Good was actually, one, like, the most solid, enjoyable track. Like, it was just, like, it, it, like, had a dope, like, solid beat, you know, uh, just about smoking weed and, you know, Tech 9 trying to keep his composure. Because <laughs> he was like, oh, shit, there must be, like, cocaine in this or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that was enjoyable. Um, the, but, and then I found myself thinking, like, you know, as I'm listening to the songs that I do like, I, I tried to ask myself, like, wait. What is, like, the songs that I do enjoy, what's special about them? Mm. And it's not that they're not good or solid. It's just that, like, they are, but I can't I can't really go, like, oh, man, the reason why the answer is different from, uh, um, um, uh, the reason why the answer is different from, uh, 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 fuck, what's the other one? Uh, uh, different from Put em On or Drama is... 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I couldn't really figure out why they were different. They're all sort of battle rap tracks, and they have different rappers on them, but not in a in a way that there's such a different energy that it really matters. Um, in fact, I was disappointed. Mo Ammo had, like, the weakest verse I've ever heard from Merce in, like, a while. And that was the only time he appeared! Yeah. I was so mad! I was like, uh, uh, well, he appears on the, the bonus track, but I'm like, oh, so we can't get Merce for two songs? We have to deal with, like, Mackenzie Nicole and, yeah. and Darian uh, the Saffron for, like, three tracks? Like, what's going on here? Um, but Ubiquitous was dope. Uh, um, Recognize. Uh, uh, Ritz. That dude was nice, man. On that morning till nightfall, mm. dude, that was one mm. of the most enjoyable tracks on the whole album. Excuse me. The place where I kind of felt that it failed was a song like Take You Down, where it was just them trying to do the smooth R&B. You know what I mean? But it was just like, these singers have no flavor to them. So, like, it just kind of fell through. Like, this could have been anybody singing this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, You know, there wasn't really, like, a a subject matter that really pulled me in. There wasn't really, like, a a voice that pulled me in that told me it was unique. It just felt like it had to be there. Like, yeah, we, well, we have the to have this song. track to feature the yeah. fucking vocalist. And it was just like, I could really do without this. And maybe if they never appeared earlier on, it might have popped a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that I've already heard them like two times now, you know what I'm I mean? I'm already sick of them. Yeah. Uh, then we have Fish and a Pita. Oh, I was waiting for us to get to Fish and a Pita. <laughs> now, see, this... As as now, you might be about to dump on the song, and I and I and I and I'm cool with that. <laughs> but I will say this much: this was a song that stuck out. Like, uh, remember what I was telling? I was talking to you earlier about Boogie Down Productions and how, like, you know, with their albums, each song was an individual song about a specific type of topic right. where it it mattered from song to song what you were listening to. It's not like, well, I can skip this song because these, kind of, these two songs are kind of alike. No, they were different. Fish and a Pita sounded different from everything else mm-hmm. on this album. You know what I mean? See? And it was a sort of energy that I was, like, fucking looking forward to. And the problem with that is I feel like Tech 9 is so good uh, when it comes to, like, technical ability that it becomes mechanical for him and i think that he needs more moments where he's just like having something silly and more fun and ridiculous that he really needs to think about a specific subject matter for and actually i felt like this is the song where he was talking to us the most and not doing the sort of dumb squire plum tire you know what i mean so um yeah i really enjoyed that one now you can uh Go on to what you were about to say about it. See, at first, um, I was reading the lyrics because I hadn't got to that song yet when I was listening to the album on Spotify. So I was just reading the lyrics ahead of time. And I just thought, oh my god, this is some straight up ICP, just whack shit. And just thought it was some of the dumbest shit. Um, then I Then I actually listened to it. And I hate that the song is so good. Because <laughs> the subject matter is so funny fucking dumb <laughs> but it definitely does stand out it's a welcome departure it's silly um it's kind of 90s silly yeah yeah like i'm pretty sure fucking afro man did a song very similar to this shit like it felt like that like it was kind of like a tone loke type thing uh-huh. but um but it was all right it, it was a welcome change on this album um 
I think if it was on any other album, I don't think I would give it as much leeway. But just because it was surrounded by so much, like, similar, like, you know, like, aggressive shit and, you know, all the other shit with the, with, uh, with Mackenzie Phillips and fucking Saffron, whatever the hell, um, yeah, it was like, yeah, it, it was different, so I'll give it a pa- <clears throat> I'll give it a pass. In that regard, it was probably it probably ended up being one of the best, only because it did actually stand out and was different. This was him sort of giving us a storytelling track, but once again, you, every now and then you have the you have these rhymes where it's like this isn't really how people talk. Like, um, uh, we went to school together. How about some food endeavors? Yeah, I was wondering what the fuck that was like. Sp- like what? Like, you want to go eat? Like, he, did you ask her? Do you want to eat? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, was, is that just like a date at like a restaurant? Is that what that's supposed to mean? A food yeah. endeavor? Yeah. Went to school together. How about some food endeavors? I wrote it smooth in a letter. She wrote back cool, whatever. Like, did you write, how about some food endeavors in a letter? Was that smooth? Yeah, then, she uh, probably thought you were just fucking joking because that's stupid as shit. And then, so this is the day. Hopped in the car with her to a kissing display. <laughs> a kissing? A display of kissing? <laughs> And then later for eating now, I'm on a mission to spray. Like, um, like, I know you mean, like, uh, I'm on a mission, like, at least, I think, you're talking about on a mission, like, like, to jerk off and, and spray in her yeah. face, I guess. But, like, there needs to be more to tell me what the fuck you're talking about, you know? Because th- that could just mean, like, uh, later for eating now, I'm on a mission to spray. Okay, hopped in the back seat, like. Without specifying, it just sounds like uh, I'm on a mission to spray at her. Like, like I you said, know what I mean? when I was just reading the lyrics before I listened to it, this sounded like one of the worst. It really comes down to his delivery and his flow that save it. Yeah. Because if anybody else was delivering these stupid lyrics about food endeavors and wanting to spray, I would not give it the time of day. Yeah, because uh, this is specifically with the way he ends it. I got the sniffinest. Skeeter. <laughs> is that the word? Is that a word for pussy? Was that show that I watched in the nineties? Was that a was that a slang term for pussy? Was that cousin pussy? <laughs> cousin Skeeter. <laughs> I got to sniffing her Skeeter through her clothes. I quit because she had the fish in a pita. <laughs> yeah, the, the disgusted us were kind of funny because of the way they were timed. <laughs> he just—he was just so like, just like. Like, like he was like offended like oh, how he's dare so you? over it yeah <laughs> it's a horrible song but it's enjoyable especially in, in the in the beat and the flow and all that so it's a it's like it's not that i can't enjoy a, a song that's about horrible subject matter you know if, it, if it's done it's right just, yeah yeah exactly you know because so, like i said i i really enjoyed the song i just realized he's still doing the sort of the sort of talking weird thing and you know things of that nature which kind of pulls it back again but uh you know i still enjoy it um then you have uh like i said i love morning till nightfall take it down was whack i liked jesus and really okay see i don't get this i I feel like some people are are gonna automatically be like oh tech nine trying to do metal oh what a what a what a silly guy why is he trying to do this traditionally sounding like i don't know late 90s metal thing (laughs) But I think it sounds cool. Like, 
I like that music, and I enjoy that he has a moment where he dips into that. I like that he dips his toe in that. Like, every album, it feels like there's always at least one sort of, like, you know, acoustic, like, like using real instruments and shit, and, and it's like this, this crazy dissolve into insanity track. Like, I enjoy that. To me, the music sounded generic. Like, it didn't rock enough you know, it, like, mm. to me, I'm not even 100% sure if those were organic instruments or if that just wasn't, like, band camp. Or not n- not band camp, fucking garage band. Like, I'm, mm. I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need some evidence about that because it sounded flat to me. Like, it's, it's just sounded like, I don't know, like, I just didn't buy it. Like, I'm, I'm fine yeah. with Tech 9 rapping over, like, a metal riff or, like, a rock thing, some aggressive rock tune. But yeah, I, I just I just didn't really feel that one. But it's placing before Angels in the Playground yeah. made no sense. Yeah. But that was a really beautiful song though, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said earlier, like even even with Jesus in a pill, if it was done differently, I would like it better. Uh Angels Angels in the Playground, it was hard to enjoy as much because of its placement, but as a standalone track, yeah, I thought that was a great one. This album like with all Tech Nine albums, somebody needs to come in after him and just shave some of the shit. Oh yeah, off, absolutely. Man. There's no reason why a like, song like Angels in the Playground is followed by another skit, then a teaser. Why didn't yeah. that close the album? And I think we yeah, had the no, same totally. complaint when we listened to the other Tech Nine album for the Patreon request. Wasn't it where like there was a clear track that it shouldn't that it should have ended on and it didn't for some reason mm-hmm. there was like another two or three tracks so it was just like why that was the perfect out i hear perfect albums in tech nine's albums and i wish that he would hear them too like it feels too much like when he makes an album it's i and, and you know he does it because he loves the fans you know i want my fans you know he, he probably thinks like a fan himself right like when i was coming up I wanted to hear as much music from my favorite artists as possible. So what I'm going to do is give my fans as much music as humanly mm. possible. 21 tracks, I don't give a damn. Just keep throwing music at them. But it's like, come on, give yourself some quality control. Because the thing that ultimately ends up happening is none of his albums matter anymore. Yeah. You know? He's putting out something every year, but it never matters. I, I don't feel like anyone felt like special effects mattered. You oh, know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Even though even though I feel like that was possibly one of his strongest in years, I felt like it still didn't matter because there was still so much stuff. Hood go crazy. All those songs that are just like, this didn't need to be here. Tech, you're working too hard. <laughs> it's fucking Andre all over again. <laughs> like, can it, can it be that I was working too hot? <laughs> like, Tech, I love you so much. I love that you're so dedicated to your music and you put so much heart into it. You don't, you, you don't need to. You don't need to try this hard. Save all of these other songs for when it's the end of your career and you're like, fuck it, here are the studio demos that we never mm-hmm. released. Save it for that. Give us a solid album, please. I want to brag to people about how much I love Tech 9s music. But I can't because he seems to put in no quality yeah. control when it comes to his albums. What would you give this album? You know, it's funny. After all that, like, it's not that I hated this album. Right. 
Because ultimately, I'm going to say, like, it it works its way up to a four. And, and that feels weird to say. I feel like I should be giving it something lower. But um, I think there's enough stuff that's enjoyable here. Because ah, four feels like you should buy it. But I don't think you should buy I, it. I reserve you should buy it for five. I'm just going to give it a straight three. Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm actually going to have to... Yeah, I'm going to agree with you on that. And again, I didn't hate it. There were times I, I hated it. <laughs> there, there were times I was just sitting sitting there going, I, I hate this. I hate this. But it wasn't enough that it was like... My rating scale goes like this. I already said five was like you got to own it. Four is... It's a strong recommendation. Three is average. Two is whack, to say the least. And one is, like, straight garbage. It's it's. I can't recommend it strongly as an overall mm. thing. Maybe a couple tracks throughout. But overall, if you count in the songs that don't need to be there, if you count in the weak performances by, by the uh, singers... If you count in what I consider to be the whack Tech Nine lyrics, um, it's it's bloated. There's too much there. The unnecessary skits, in my opinion, uh, it just runs too yeah, long. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, that probably drags it down too. Overall, yeah. as an album, not just a, a collection of songs, it's not a good album. Um, it, yeah. it's pretty average once you once you take off all the points that it suffers from. Um, from the whack performances, it's not a very good showcase of the label if that's what it was supposed to do. Like, it doesn't succeed at anything in particular, really. It didn't. Uh, it didn't get me excited about his label. It didn't particularly get me excited for the next Tech Nine solo album, personally. Um, mm. and if it was supposed to give me an insight on Tech as an artist, I didn't care. And in this context, this wasn't the time or the place. So yeah, uh, three. I think it's fair. Damn, I hate it. I hate it. I hate doing this. I feel like I've done this with every Tech Nine, Tech Nine album I reviewed, and it's all it, like, and I always end up saying the same thing. I love you, Tech, but shave it down. Like, t- like I said, don't try so hard or focus on the stuff that's really good and try especially hard with that. You know, like I said, Tech Nine is my favorite rapper. Uh, who will who doesn't really have a full classic album, you know? His fucking best of is going to be fire though. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I got to do that shit right now. I just got to go through Tech 9. I'm going to do that. I'm going to go through Tech 9's uh uh music and and, and I personally I got to give you the best of Tech 9. Well, that does it for this week's episode of the Going Off podcast. Thank you very much for checking us out. If this just happens to be your first time somehow, you can check out all our old episodes on SoundCloud and iTunes. If you if you subscribe on iTunes, you get all the new episodes as they come out. Super easy. As that that's my recommendation. And if you are uh, watching this on YouTube, uh, we got our links to our socials, our Facebook, Twitter, and uh, in the day of Adpocalypse, our Patreon is that much more important. So if you really like our content and uh, you like the little perks and rewards we're offering on our pages, uh, consider throwing a few extra bucks our way. 
And until next week for the Going Off Podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm disappointed that I still can't say that there's a great tech album out there that I can recommend. Uh, Angelic is still pretty good. <laughs>